Welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm Mary. And I'm Bryce. And today we continue on with Flash Month by going over a story that some people love, some people hate, but DC Comics or DC Production Studios decided to go, hey, let's make a movie about this. Um, we're going to be going over what you need to know about Flash. Um, I know for some of us, it's a decisive story. There's one of us who do not like this story very well. Mary's already shaking her head no, so you know exactly <laughs> who that is. <laughs> but um, but there are things you need to know before you go. I, I, I know this movie is going to be controversial as it is. There needs to be things you know need to know before you walk into this movie. Um, of course, we're not going to go over all the controversial topics. We're talking mainly about the story and where we want to see the Flashpoint go with this story and maybe what we want to see later on um so i'm going to turn the mic over to bryce because what we thought too was maybe it'd be good to know a little bit more before what happens in flashpoint so i'm going to turn the mic over to bryce so he could take it kind of give you a glance at a story called flash rebirth so yeah flash rebirth was a i want to say 2009 miniseries by jeff of Johns and Ethan Van Skyver, basically dealing with Barry Allen's return and reassimilation into the DC universe as it is at that time. So all of this is pre-New 52, obviously, because Flashpoint is what kick-started the New 52. But basically, Barry comes back from the dead after sacrificing himself in the first crisis. And Everything is not as it should be with him. At one point, he becomes the new Black Flash, which is essentially the Grim Reaper, but for speedsters. He encounters some other speedsters in the Speed Force, like Johnny Quick, Max Mercury, and so on. And it all comes down to this final showdown with Eobard Thawne, the Reverse Flash, where it is revealed for the first time ever that Thawne is the one that killed Barry's mother. And that is a huge plot point that sets up everything in Flashpoint, is the fact that Barry's mom was murdered and it was Thawne's fault. So that's basically the gist of Flash Rebirth. Yeah, it ends with the Flash family taking down Thawne. And, you know, everything seeming like it's going, you know, all, all is well for Barry again at the end of that story. And that's pretty much it. It's only six issues. Uh, it's a very eventful six issues, but that's the gist. <laughs> now, we do jump to Flashpoint a little bit. Now, the way the story breaks up is that, just like Barry, he wakes up in the story. But he's not in a world that he knows. This is a whole different world. Um, being, of course, that he wakes up to Citizen Cold saving the day instead of Captain Cold terrorizing um flash of course starts to run out hoping that he has a speed realizes he doesn't have, even have a speed but there's one thing he sees that he thought he would never see ever again his mom his mom's standing outside pretty much telling him hey you forgot about my birthday but he's trying to make sense of this all and he finally tries to tell him well i'm the flash and he goes who 
well, I'm a Flash. I'm a fast man. Well, we don't have that, you know? And she goes, well, you got to have some heroes. Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Oh, you mean those crazed maniacs kind of thing? And then you hear Batman. Now, that's a hero I've heard of. Now, he does seek Batman's help. Now, before this, um, Mary, you kind of want to talk about what's going on and not telling who Batman is, but yes. what's going on with them. So, of course, as you've definitely noticed, this is a different timeline. Yeah. Things are not as they should be um, in the world that Barry Allen wakes up in. And there is a key difference here. Um, so Batman is not Bruce Wayne um, because it was Bruce who died in the alley that night. Now, what this means is that someone else had to take up the space in the cave system under Wayne Manor. And it was Alfred Pennyworth. No, it was uh, Thomas Wayne. That would have made a dope comic, though. I have Alfred Pennyworth being the Batman. <laughs> um, so that would have definitely been a lethal Batman. Yes. yes. One was even more so than the then, one we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is actually Thomas Wayne Bruce's father who has taken up the mantle of Bat Batman after the death of his son. Um, so this is not the Batman that Barry knows. To put it lightly. <laughs> now, not only that, we see Cyborg in the picture. And Cyborg is, we're trying to recruit Batman's help to help protect the world or help save the world from two emerging forces that are causing chaos and turmoil throughout the globe. And that is Aquaman and Wonder Woman at odds with each other. Now, in the story, they don't really cover what's caused this. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a while. They do it more, if I remember correctly, and I believe the animated movie, which is Flashpoint Paradox, if anybody hasn't watched it, they kind of cover a little bit what happens between the two of them. But again, it's not comic book continuity. I don't think, or did they really dive into that? Because I know Mara dies by Wonder Woman's hands. Believe so. I. It's hard to explain what happened. It is. It is. Basically, but, and it's often left intentionally vague. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's. They don't want us to know, probably because they don't want to figure out why. Now you basically have a power dynamic that is usually understood. Something happened that caused it to become at odds. You have two rulers, who are equally stubborn and equally powerful going head-to-head -head with each other. That's essentially what they want you to know. Right. Now, of course, when Cyborg is trying to recruit him, um, we do see other heroes pop up. Um, Element Woman's one of them, um, which is one of my favorites. Um, the Shazam family, which turns into Captain Thunder. Um, kind of, I don't like that method a little bit because it kind of is stupid the way they do it. It's like all seven kids merge into one hero instead of being seven different heroes. Um what was it? You have Citizen Cold and a few others, um, but of course Batman refuses. Um, doesn't want to get involved at this point. Now, Mary, there is one thing you have left out. If Thomas Wayne is Batman, who is the Joker? I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. It is Martha Wayne. 
aka Bruce's mom. Yeah, you you see, this is where it's like I don't like this comic. Um, <laughs> and this is not the version of Thomas and Martha that I actually uh, enjoy. So it's. My brain just kind of blocks that out. I remember really disliking that um, when I read it. So my brain has just kind of like built a wall uh, protecting the image of Martha Wayne that I actually like. I, I did like this and I didn't like this. And the reason I did is more, this could have been Bruce. This is who he truly could have been if he didn't have the guidance of Alfred Payne after the death of his parents. He could have became the Joker. I don't mind it, but again, it is convoluted. It is something that it can go a little too far at points, and that's why I don't care for it. Think of Thomas Wayne as a Punisher. Think of it that way, and Martha Wayne's just more psychotic. Yeah, I think they definitely, when it comes to Batman and the Joker, I think that was done more for shock value than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really like like Thomas does serve the story for Barry. Martha doesn't. No. Yeah, I think my my biggest issue with this is that it felt like it didn't actually build so much on the characters of Thomas and Martha that have been established throughout Bat Comics, Mm -hmm. but rather put them into roles they don't necessarily fit for shock value. Yeah. The shock value is, of course, based on Bruce being the one who dies, but instead of building on what Thomas and Martha would have done based on their canonical personalities and past that we've seen and have been shown to us, it's just like, oh, here! There they are! <laughs> um, this it felt lazy. <laughs> now, after this, after Batman leaves, of course, um, Barry does go to Wayne Man, And he walks in there, says hey bruce it's me of course we find out this isn't bruce this is thomas and he realizes in a very hard manner because thomas starts to break his fingers to get the answers out of them that he needs now of course barry does finally make him realize he goes look i'm a superhero he you know all this but when he shoot takes out his ring to show him that he does have a uniform here pops out a yellow suit it's not his normal red and black yellow suit it is a straight up yellow suit so, of course, it resembles one of his main villains, which is the Reverse Flash. Now, of course, the main goal, you know, he tries to tell him, in my world, Bruce is Batman. You know, you guys died that night, not me, or not him. So, of course, Thomas decides to help him in the process of trying to renew the world back to the way it was. Um. But, of course, Barry says, we need to get our speed back. And so he tries to reinvent the way that he earned his powers in the first place. And the first time, it went horribly wrong, where he had third-degree burns everywhere. Lucky to be alive. Um, Of course, what does Barry do after this? Of course, he's stubborn. And he goes, I want to do it again. Second time is successful. Saving even Thomas Wayne in the process that flies off the roof and almost pierced through a fence. And what does he say, Arthur? I told you. And of course, he starts to heal. Now, they he knows something that Batman doesn't, and neither does Cyborg. Is that 
Superman is on Earth. Now, Superman in our normal world was picked up by Martha, uh, Martha and John Kent, taken home, and raised by them. Not in this world. In this world, he's picked up by the government um, and experimented on. But Flash gets this through, if I'm not mistaken, a memory that's being transported into this new world into his mind. And he knows Superman's barricaded. So he tells Bruce, or tells Thomas, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to say Bruce, I can tell you how many times. He goes to Thomas, <laughs> tells him, hey, we want to win this. We want to get back. We got to have Superman. And of course, Thomas is like, what are you talking about? Because get Cyborg. I bet you money we can get this to work. Get Cyborg's help. They go in to government territory. Of course, this is after Cyborg is shut down by the president for recruiting a superhero team. At this point, they're going to have to go to plan B at this point or the world's going to end. So he pretty much tells Cyborg he's relieved of his duties. You know, he's no longer needed at this point to recruit superheroes. So Cyborg finally agrees to work with them. They do find Superman, but he's not the Superman we know and love. He is scrawny as hell, scared of people at points. And who leads him to that point where he can actually trust others? Barry does. Leave it a bit old Barry to make people trust him. Now, of course, he vanishes off. You don't even know where he goes after that point for a while. So basically from here, a major thing that happens is Barry's memories from the two worlds that he was involved in start to merge. And Barry's old memories of the previous world from before this one get overtaken with memories from this world. And so Barry becomes disoriented and him, he, he's taken by Cyborg, Thomas Wayne Batman, and Element Woman to the home of the Shazam family. And that becomes sort of their home base. You know, they try to use the kids who are attuned to magic to figure out what is going on with him. And in order, when Billy makes contact with him, Barry is then exposed to Billy's memories as Shazam, as you know, Captain Marvel. I don't know what they're calling him in this story specifically. Captain Thunder. And they essentially get connected that way. So at this point, everybody's on board. Everybody knows who Barry is. They just have to figure out how to stop this conflict. And they all go into battle. They all take on Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And it is eventually interrupted by Eobard Thong. Pretty much there's this big battle that is interrupted by Eobard Thong, finally. We we knew he was going to play a factor. Now he shows up. Him and Barry get into this argument, Barry accusing Thong of what is happening to the world, what is going on with it. And that is when it's essentially revealed that this world, this Flashpoint universe, is not Thawne's fault. It's Barry's. And so from, from there, Barry remembers what he did. And they go at it, essentially. There's a battle. 
between the two. And Barry, Barry's going off on Thawne for killing his mom, basically causing Barry to do, like, I guess he's still kind of blaming Thawne, which has never made sense to me. I, I don't know why he wouldn't just take responsibility. But again, that's a decision the writer made that I would not have made. Still, Thawne in true Thawne fashion is taunting him, basically saying, I've done it before. I can do it again over and over and over and over and over. And it is in Thawne's arrogant tirade going on here that Thomas Wayne stabs him through the heart with what looks like an Amazonian sword. So Zoom has been killed from behind by Thomas Wayne. He's been stabbed. Um, Subject one has arrived and is aiding these heroes. Um, But Thomas is still insisting that Barry put history back to normal and do all of these deaths. And Cyborg is detecting seismic activity, which is about to destroy the world. Um, everything has gone down the drain, basically. Um, at this point, Barry resumes and goes and tries again to restore the timeline. Um, before he can do so, Thomas thanks him for giving Barry a second chance, gives Barry a letter addressed to Bruce. Barry meets his mother, reveals everything that has just happened, basically. His role in creating Flashpoint to begin with, um, basically says farewell to his mother. She accepts her fate um, and Barry travels back in time, merges with his younger counterpart during while they're trying to stop Thawne, basically creates another timeline, which is is like a little different from both Flashpoint and the original universe. Uh, Barry then wakes up in much like he did at the very beginning of Flashpoint. He thinks he's fixed everything. He remembers that he has this letter from Thomas that he goes to give to Bruce, who is still Batman in this timeline. Um, Bruce is, of course, being very touched by this letter because it's from his father that he misses very much. And Thus starts the new 52. Now, the purpose of this is, of course, the movie is heavily adapting Flashpoint. Which I know all of us have been kind of like, why are you doing it at this point in time? Now, granted, with the whole James Gunn takeover and everything going on at this point, this is a movie, I'm not going to lie, really quickly, I wish would just have been canceled. And they start it fresh. Um, like we said, I know Bryce and I have talked about it. And I know Mary, all three of us have. Um, back being they could focus on Wally. And I think everybody would be down for that. It's, But what, let's go over some of the major points in here. And what we're not seeing in the trailer so far. Um, one of the big ones I know we've talked about is Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Nowhere to be found in the trailers at all. And their main subject they're going with, Zod. Um, What's your take on this, Bryce, first off? I mean, as somebody who really is hit or miss on Man of Steel, I could take or leave Zod. I'm not a fan of them doing this, like him in this story. I just, I don't know. It's a decision that doesn't make sense to me. I think it would have been much better because you just had Wonder Woman in Shazam Fury of the Gods. 
Aquaman is getting ready to have another movie soon. So my question is, why wouldn't you get those two? Even if you're going to recast Wonder Woman, give Gal Gadot one last hurrah, basically. And give Jason Momoa some screen time so people can actually be excited about this movie that's coming out in December. And you don't have another box office blunder like Shazam 2. Okay. Like, from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense. Like, even forgetting the story for a second, from a business perspective, it just doesn't make sense in general. I've got to agree with you. Like, the way I look at it, too, is the fact being that it doesn't make any story decision. I don't like where the story's going. And it's kind of like, see, this is why I say they got to stop following that Marvel protocol and make their own thing. Because at this point, following that Marvel protocol has ruined them every single step of the way. It feels very much like because they have used Zod in the past, that what they're doing is they're doing this happens and then this happens storytelling as opposed to this happens, therefore this happens storytelling. So instead of trying something new and giving us reasoning based in Flashpoint that they are instead trying to pull from an older movie that did well to give us an and then this happens as a way to try to get people to watch it because they know that nobody asked for flashpoint yeah at this point flashpoint makes no sense at this point in time i understand why james gunn has decided to keep it and the reason being that he is starting his own universe so i kind of see what he's going with. but at this point in time is this the right moment and i'm gonna say no you have i know bryce you've even mentioned it the fact being that you have not established barry enough to do a flashpoint story at all no yeah yeah it's one of those stories i just don't understand why it was so important to make this story like to me you have such great events why not try to take advantage of those events christ's on that could have been your big Avengers Infinity War in game story. Yes. And leading into another one of the things that we're not seeing in the movie is you have a character as beloved as Cyborg who plays such a central and major leadership role in Flashpoint. And you're not going to include him at all. Yeah, no. That's that's what's made me so mad. That one stings for me, honestly, because like growing up, you know, a lot of people like people in the '90s had Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, X Men. I had Teen Titans, and my favorite member of that Teen Titan of the Teen Titans, and therefore my favorite superhero in the early years of my life was Cyborg. And so I don't know, like. We we've seen him in live action movies. They did. Ray Fisher was a great. They did decent with him. Ray Fisher was phenomenal. I just don't understand why you would like how you could replace such an important role because his role, say what you will, Cyborg's role in this story is as big as Thomas Wayne's. Yeah, he's the one that brings everybody together at that point. He's the one that yeah together and says we need to take care of this now and it's just sad it it is one of those characters that is essential and they're not doing anything and 
again, from a business perspective, when Warner Brothers is already in hot water for their treatment of Ray Fisher, who got who was received so well for how he portrayed Cyborg. Yep. It's it couldn't more obviously be an intentional snub at this point. Yep. And that's another thing that really ticks me off about it. Uh, like I could not I could not tell you being the Wolfman Perez New Teen Titans fan that I am. Even just seeing him in the Snyder Cut talking to Wonder Woman in the gray sweatshirt, like just in the gray hoodie with the hood over his head and everything, trying to hide himself. I'm like, that is what Vic That is what Vic did. Like, there he Perfect. is. Yeah. Like, that, Victor Stone. I'm looking at him. Perfect. It, it, it's just one of those things that it, it disappoints me. And the fact the way they're going, they need to have somebody like that. And they don't. But I hate to say it again, it kind of falls in that Flashpoint category because I don't think Flashpoint should be happening. I know Mary has said Flashpoint should not be happening. I know Bryce has said Flashpoint should not be happening. No one I've talked to thinks Flashpoint should be happening. Yeah, no, it... I mean, okay. Okay. Not now, at least. Build it up. So here's, here's my view on it. Given that the universe is getting ready to be reset, I think I don't think the problem is that we're doing Flashpoint now. I think the right move is to do Flashpoint now. I think the problem is that they did not build up the character of Barry Allen in the past to where people would actually care about the Flashpoint story now when it needs to happen to reset the universe. Great. That's the thing. Like the timing of the movie itself, the timing of the story itself is great. They shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Now, mind you, yeah. This isn't the first the only other character that's essential to the storyline and they're screwing him over. I love Michael Keaton's Batman. Don't ever get me wrong. But it needs to be Thomas. Sorry. I, I, I think it works better as Thomas. I'm just always happy to not have Bruce be in a story, so um, I would have to agree there. <laughs> well, Mary, good for you. Now you get two Bruces. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Just like we're getting two berries, right? I tell you. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, not. I might be getting two Bruces if I was watching this movie, which I will not be. <laughs> oh, well, Bryce and I will talk to you about it, at least. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. I'd, so be cool getting, I'd be cool getting two berries if it were actually Barry on screen. It's been Bart this entire time. Yeah. If anything. And it's not even an accurate Bart. Like it's, it's not, not even it's Bart. not even good. <laughs> it's like if somebody it's like if somebody took a Bart. So like somebody took a picture of Bart, did a cutout of it, and then threw Bart away and kept the edges. <laughs> oh, so CW Zero. <laughs> But so think about how goofy the CW Flash is. Multiply that by ten. You got Ezra Miller. Yeah, like I can somehow take Jordan Fisher's Bart more seriously than I can this Barry attempted Bart replica. It's one of those things. Like it's kind of like how we talk about Venom, and that he's technically Eddie Brock. But he really isn't. He's got more personality traits from, say, like Flash Thompson or 
another a couple others more than what Eddie Brock should be. And so that's why I said I so even even black suit Peter Parker, like that venom had more black suit Peter Parker in him than, than Eddie Brock. Now like the comic version. The comic version. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't want to see the dance moves. Come on now, man. All right. No. <laughs> so what what's your take on <laughs> uh now what's your take on Batman though? I'm gonna ask you this, Bryce and Mary. What's your take on I know you've said you're you're just happy not to see Bruce, but in some ways you are getting Bruce again. Yeah, I I think I I, I did say I think the way they've utilized the Waynes is lazy. I don't think this was good writing. Um I don't know. There's something about the way that Thomas and Martha are presented to this comic, and Thomas in a lot of ways, especially, that just does not feel like any research was done. Yeah. Um, like, especially when we're seeing Arthur and Diana in that conflict. Even when we're hearing about that conflict, that is a conflict that makes sense given their loyalties to Themyscira and Atlantis. And if we're looking at Cyborg, if we're looking at, you know, the the way in which Clark would be different if this happened. Like we're still seeing Clark. We're just seeing Clark in different circumstances. These don't even feel like they are resembling Thomas and Martha Wayne. I don't, again, I think it's more of a shock value thing than any attempt at like honest writing. Now, what about you, Bryce? What's your take on it being Michael Keaton's Bruce? So, Thomas. we've established that Mary is a Bruce Wayne hater and proud. Yes, I don't think he should exist. <laughs> I am almost completely indifferent to the character of Bruce Wayne. Whenever I hear something about Batman, it's like, oh, Batman, cool. That's about it. I'm the the reason I'm glad to have Batman around is because I enjoy the Bat family. Agreed. And those characters like Nightwing, like Damien, like Tim, like Cass, Jason. Our character and they're and they're who I'm ambivalent towards. I Jason can take them and, Jason and Brandon's case. I'm not a Jason Todd fan, but yeah, Jason and Brandon's case. Those characters are the reason I like Batman. And I guess I have Batman to thank. I mean, Bill Finger and Jerry Robinson. I, I have I have them to thank for these characters. No, I will not be thanking Bob Kane. Uh, but yeah, that's the reason I'm cool with Batman existing in the first place. If Batman comics stopped being published tomorrow and all we had was what came out as of last month, I'd be content. I'd be cool. You know, same same with movies. If Batman just stopped showing up in a movie for the next ten to fifteen years, I wouldn't care. I think it's it's to that point now that I think DC has seen the success it can have without putting Superman in a movie and without putting Batman in a movie. That you look at Shazam. Shazam was successful. Aquaman, even though it wasn't the best, it was successful. Aquaman is DC's only billion-dollar movie, to my knowledge. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman is not that far away from that. Yeah, and again, another character who's never oh, well, she had a live-action debut, but not in a movie. And yeah. Gal Gadot performed. 
She did her job. The Suicide Squad. It's great. The the new one, not the, the 2021 one. Yeah. Not not the bullcrap one we got back in 2016. We got good <laughs> characters from that movie. We did not get a good story from that. Yes. So, so it's one of those things like DC got whatever the Enchantress was. And mind you, you imagine if they actually, like Bryce said, the fact being they built up Barry to this point, it would have made a ten times more. It made ten times more sense and ten times better movie. So I I'm in greens now. There is another part we're getting. Of course, we got Zod as one of the main villains. Now, what I loved about this when they had an interview, I believe, with Michael Shannon. That being, he didn't even know what this existed. He didn't even know they were going to ask him again. He was just like, I thought he died. Like, why are you bringing me back? He was shocked to even get a script. Was this the right move? I don't think so. Immediately, no. Like, don't get me wrong. Michael Shannon, great actor. Don't get me wrong. Great actor. Just not for this movie. No. That's I, I feel bad for Henry Cavill, but the more we can distance ourselves from Man of Steel, in my opinion, the better. You know, just I, I, I make it no secret that I'm not a fan of the characterizations in that movie. I think Zod was decent. Yeah. But Zod was only decent last week. And you know, I think I think Henry Cavill would probably agree with you, given his known penchant for, you know, staying true to source material. Yes, exactly. I think he is similarly disappointed. It it's one of those. Yeah. Now, it's just one of those things that it disappoints me that they're going the route they are, and the fact being that it does tie in the fact being that it's not even Superman in this movie, it's Supergirl. And not it, it, it's 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 not car either. Yeah, that was the other thing. I, I do I mind it? No, but is it now the, I haven't. I admittedly have not seen the trailer, but isn't it like I know people are trying to compare the Supergirl in the movie to a Supergirl that appeared in like one issue in an Elseworlds that doesn't even exist, um, simply because of hair color or something like. Yeah, it's it's. Is is it the same suit too though? Because I mean, I know, like, I think people are speculating it because of the hair and because of the suit, maybe. But it's not the Flash that we. It's not like Car. It's not the main cousin of no. Kal-el. This is it, it. It. She's only in a few comics. She's not that much into it. It's just one of those characters just does not fit. I, I mind you, I like the actress. I think she's an up and coming actress. I think she could be great. But not for this. And especially Zod. To me, if you got Zod in this, why wouldn't you have him trying to go after Superman? Because he does state that a man is still, I know we said we're going to distance ourselves, but at this point, he's going to find him, right? At this point, why not have Kal-El be the prisoner? And that's what happens in the story. At this point, it makes better sense. Why establish a new character that we don't know tons about? Yeah. Put her in the story where we have Kal-El who is established. Especially right before rebooting the entire universe. Back to Mundo. I just, I'm just not for this movie right now. Now, here's the thing. Now our jobs are to pitch. 
what we could develop into a great Flashpoint story. Now, I think all of us have agreed that it needs to start off with at least a movie or a couple movies before the event of Flashpoint. Now, yes, I I would love to me. I go longer than that. I have I would probably do Crisis and have like movies that lead up to that. Barry sacrifices himself. What's well, the thing? This is this is a story that is like while it doesn't rely on continuity for the story itself, it is based in so much continuity that it only makes sense at the point in time that it was published at. Right. And that's the thing when adapting comic stories in general, especially events. Like, could you imagine if they tried doing Infinity Infinity War at any point before they did? Wouldn't have worked. No, it wouldn't. I I, I still don't know how they made it work without Silver Surfer and Adam Warlock, but that's beside the point. But again, like they're very they're very comparable circumstances or very contrastable circumstances. It it's one of those things I mentioned that the same way like you just did when it came to Infinity War and Endgame is that how are they going to make this work without key characters like Warlock or like somebody there's so many good characters that you can't just leave out of a story like that and they did and it still worked but again now you can't make those stories with those characters and the sad thing is they introduced Warlock before they even did Infinity it's kind of the same point with Flashpoint. At this point, you haven't even established Barry as a, really a mainstay. You have not established Reverse Flash. You need him in this story more than you realize. Reverse, even though he's not technically the person who caused this, he is the one that, of course, is going to rub Barry's face with this. This is. I amazing. think. I think too. What's really missing from Flashpoint is not just establishing Barry, but Flashpoint simply does not make sense or hold the emotional weight it does without Flash Rebirth, without seeing everything Barry throws away yes. to bring back his mother. Yeah, you have to establish the entire family yeah. before you can even get to Flashpoint, which requires. And like at least an entire Flash franchise. Yep. To, like... But it's one of those things like I, I wanted to see that. At this point, there's no reason we don't have a Flash franchise at all. Because again, not only is it Barry, you could have Wally. You could have all these great characters you know and love. Mixed a JSA in. book would sl- a JSA movie would slap. I would watch that i i just want jay garrick um but like i a jsa movie would go so hard what are you talking about we got that in black adam (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) do this to me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't i don't know it's just (laughs) i don't know there is so I, much required before you can even think to pitch a Flashpoint movie that, like, I think we're all struggling on where we'd want to start. Yes. Okay, what's um, up this way? Maybe instead of that question, we can go to this question. If there are adaptations from this comic that you would love to see in a movie, what would you choose? 
We've already talked about Aquaman and Wonder Woman at this point. That would make I, I'd go see that movie in a heartbeat. Be the really reverse fun. flash thing really bothers me because like think of if you did adapt reverse flash as he was in this story being seemingly killed by batman mm -hmm. even if it's bruce who cares at this point besides mary um <laughs> <laughs> who like even if it's bruce correct me if i'm wrong but thawne being stabbed through the heart like that and being in that world that was not his own is what caused him to become the living paradox that he is today. Yes. That's... And could you imagine the threat of having a living paradox after you at all times? Think of the like just instant classic that villain would become. Oh, yeah. That's why I said the way I would pitch Reverse Flash more is to kind of be your villain throughout each movie, but behind the scenes. Like we said, of course, you got to establish the mom dying. Of course, that is reverse flash to the T. But maybe have a side though. Okay, you have Captain Cole. You have somebody like that that could be dangerous to him. And you know, he's learning how to use his powers against somebody like Captain Cold or Heat Wave or things like that. There's ways you or can. Or even pull in the more prone to, you know, actually going after lives. Like looking at the rogues who did tend to target people before. Before they made the pact. Right. We got a point there. Build up to that pact that the rogues have about not killing. Yeah. You know, have have some have somebody like Weather Wizard come in. Have somebody like the top. Like the top would be terrifying. Oh yeah. Mirror Master. Yes. Mirror Master. Yes. Heck, Mirror even Master. Rainbow Raider would be fun. Don't even know. No, 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 no. <laughs> top or Mirror Master is fine with me. Not Rainbow. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh, you don't you what you don't like Roy G. Bivolo? You're not you're not a fan of uh <laughs> I don't like him. He's just a character that I forget about and I don't want to remember he exists in the comics. Who, okay, I just want to say whatever fans thought that Steve Ditko was was doing some experimentals back in the sixties on Doctor Strange should look at the guy that made the rainbow raider. <laughs> they should. They should. You are absolutely correct. Now, what was it? But like to me, I would lead it up to Grodd being the next villain. Kind of being that, okay, now you're working yourself up. And at the end of it, you start with like reverse flash kind of doing it. Well, these guys have failed. Now it's my turn. And he's going to step in. And that last Flash movie before Flashpoint, you do Rebirth. Some with the Ultra Humanites. God. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, it's one of those things that yeah. you can up to that story, then comes Flashpoint. Done. Exactly. No, yeah. Even that third movie doesn't even have to end. You could just leave it off a cliffhanger, and then leads to Flashpoint. Or you in that in that last movie. With Barry waking up in a different world. Or or if you want to take some notes from the CW, you could have it end before that when Barry comes in and like tackles his mom, I guess. And you just see Barry in the Flash costume and his mom make eye contact on the floor and then the movie just ends. 
Like you just see her looking up at him like what is going on and then just black. That's why I said there's so many ways that you could lead up to this and then have Flashpoint. Flashpoint, I understand why they're doing it. It makes sense. But at this point, does it really make sense? I guess is a good way to put it. It's like, granted, we acknowledge you're making a new universe. You're trying to make things new. You're trying to make things right with us. Yeah. But it's Flashpoint the right way to do it. I, I personally, I would not have Barry in the first two movies. I would have Barry already be dead and him basically have this memorial at the Flash Museum. Have Wally be your main Flash. Have him go visit Barry's statue constantly and just like talk to it as he does. So you can establish them both simultaneously of having Wally being your grounded, your everyman type character. Having Barry come in and then the third movie, have him be kind of like a team up. But I figure, I think you still have to establish Barry a little bit more before that. Like, if you don't establish Barry, again, it's not like, I guess here's a good way to put it. Say, for example, they put Batman in the movie, right? But it's not Bruce Wayne. It's Dick Grayson. You know enough about Bruce at this point. You don't need to have that whole origin story, everything like that. Not everybody knows Barry. Yeah, Graham, we got the CW show, we got things like that, but not really good movie adaptations of have to introduce him somewhere i think it's a different scenario because think about it post-crisis when they reset their universe the first time wally was the flash right and an entire generation came to know barry as wally viewed him so you could take that not only establish barry as the ultimate hero so that Flashpoint affects us even more because it's a subversion of expectations. Like, hey, Barry wouldn't normally do this. Something's up. But they only... I, and, I, even, and even so, if you don't adapt Flashpoint entirely, maybe you have Barry not be entirely alone. Maybe you have Wally there with him saying, hey, neither of us have our speed. What's going on here? That's the, I think especially recently. I agree with you there. Barry and Wally have to be together and they should be equals. So, no, that's why I said. I think this is a story that, mind you, like I said, the comic is decisive. There's people who love this story. There are people who hate this story. To adapt it into a film is very hard. And you can already see it with us three. We are having like the hardest time coming up with an idea of what this story really could be. Now, granted, we with talking about the movie, I want to assess really quickly, we do not um, condone what Ezra Miller has done. We're not. So we, we try to avoid talking about him as much as possible. So it's the fact being that we feel that this story... Again, like we've talked about before, should have been canceled along with that when Batgirl was canceled. At this point, you're going to start off fresh. DC needs to start off fresh completely. And to me, this was a story that should have never happened. This is a story that should have never been allowed after the events of what's occurred. This is just too much. And 
it's not that I, again, not that I don't want to see. I know it's like we said, there's ways you can adapt Flashpoint, but this isn't the time or the place to do it. And especially with everything going on. So um, let's put it this way. On a scale to 10, 1 to 10, if they did do, like we said, if they put us, and fans let us know too in the comments, on a scale to 1 to 10, if they did exactly what we've all said, they introduced the movies gradually, and in that, would you go watch it? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it anyway, honestly. <laughs> but yes, absolutely, I would. Okay, Flash yeah. is one of those characters. I've heard I've heard Mary talk about it with Green Arrow a lot. Flash, and especially the legacy of the Flash, is a continuous narrative. Yes. Yes. It may it may jumble all over the place. You know, you may get alternate like you'll get a bunch of side quests. But at the end of the day, Flash is a continuous narrative, and it is a legacy that is passed on and repassed and repassed. Sometimes, you know, you go backwards, but at the end of the day, this story is built on, I think at that point, 60 years of continuity. Yes, and and Flashpoint itself, due to Rebirth, is inherently based upon the concept of family and what that means in context of being the flash yes and you can't tell that story without establishing the family great yeah flash i would argue is the most family-centered character in dc i know people think you know people think of batman they think of the bat family no they're wrong It's just the bat, the bat family. family. The bat family is a, is a family of circumstance. It is a family built on circumstance. The Flash family wants to be together. Mm-hmm. They choose every day to stay stay in each other's lives, basically. And like, unlike the bat family, the family is more important to them than the mission. Right. And the arrows are pretty similar. It's just. Yeah. There was, you know, that entire everything in the 80s where Ollie was low contact with Roy for so many reasons, but they've made up important and context, which is another whole, reason. There was, there was that whole thing in the 90s where Ollie was very low contact yeah. with everyone. Because he was, he was dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, notice how as soon as he came back, he was 110% on board for loving his children and having a family like he had been until Chuck Dixon. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, and then when when he met Connor for the first time, such a great moment. I, I know we're getting off topic, but him meeting Connor for the first time, just such a great moment. So Mary, yeah, I- you know, you, you can always tell when people hate Oliver Queen because they just ignore everything about his character. But I I think a huge thing too that I hate about Flashpoint. This is one of the reasons I really hate the story, is that it leads directly to the New Fifty Two, and nothing scares me more than the concept of the new 52 brought into live action. Wally, no. Um, not only do I think that the new 52 should never be adapted, I think that it shouldn't be read and that it should never have happened. I think that Dan DiDio's leadership of DC Comics was abysmal. I think that most of what was published in that time was not of good quality and that they used the excuse of the reboot to just completely change so many characters because they couldn't be bothered to hire people who cared. 
I will agree with you with a few exceptions. There are some exceptions. Yeah, there are. But for the most part, the New 52 is a giant blight on DC Comics' legacy. And Rebirth didn't fully fix it because Rebirth still tried to tap into New 52. And it's still something that people who are fans of characters that were so negatively impacted by it, like Starfire, like Roy Harper, like so many different characters. Um, the fact that so many characters were so negatively impacted by just Flashpoint happening, I think yeah. is reason enough to be wary about adapting it, especially because it does start to a rebirth of the DCU. I agree there, though. Yeah. Um, well, like, I, I don't know. The, even the characters that had good New 52 runs, you look at Batman and Green Lantern, their continuities weren't reset. Yeah, it was pretty much... They, they got exempt from that. Aquaman had a good one. Aquaman's New 52 run completely revamped the character for the better in my opinion. We got Justice League Dark out of this. We got... Justice League Dark. Animal Man, Animal Man became a straight-up horror title, and that is the last ongoing Animal Man run we've, we've gotten. There are good things that come out of it, but there are a lot of more bad things. There's more cons to the new 52 <coughs> pros. And that, you know, like we said, the animation side of it hasn't been terrible. But yeah, there's some adaptations that are not the greatest. And that's where they've targeted is the new 52. Now, again, it's not the worst, like we said, but it's not the best either. But yeah, I, I'm kind of glad James Gunn is kind of staying away from the New 52 stuff with what we know so far. Um, I think Justly Dark is also one that's being talked about, which is one of the only ones I would say, yes, I'd be down for. I, I would love to see and that. Then, yeah, and, and there's rumors that Animal Man's going to show up in the Swamp yeah. Thing. Yeah, movie. Animal, yeah. That's why I said. There's... Which, if that's the case, that is straight out of the New 52. And I don't think you could do it anybody better than James Gunn running this all at this point. Yes. So, yes. So, Absolutely. But yeah, I think this is a good point. Oh, really quickly, too. Mary, on a scale of 1 to 10, if they did the movies the way they did, would you be down for it? At least to have that little backstory. Or you just go. I'd be willing to give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a five. It depends on how they did the context. Okay. So I think this is a good place to end this conversation. Um, I know we've sidetracked it a little bit more than usual, um, which is good. We like having these conversations. Um, let us know what you guys think about Flashpoint. Do you love the story? Do you hate the story? Um, are you looking forward to the movie somewhat? um what was it also let us know too what you would like to adapt or how you would pitch maybe even a flash trilogy um or a set of movies let us know in the comments follow us on facebook instagram tiktok at comment talkers let us know in those comments let us know what you guys would pitch uh, also listen to the podcast anywhere on spotify for podcasters spotify um anchor or apple Podcasts, google podcasts pocket cast youtube wherever podcasts are distributed um and as always, my name is Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Bryce. And may comics always be the top of your discussion.